A beep. <laughs> okay, so hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Justice League podcast. Um, I'm Ricky and I don't have a funny story this week. That's funny. No, I'm uh, Adam. Uh, we're also we're 18, so we're uh, we've come of age as well, which is uh, which is nice. We didn't I'm a- I'm uh, Adam and I like to make it weird. <laughs> yeah. We're legal guys, wink wink. Uh I have nothing interesting to say these days. I'm Tranter and I have a homemade hardcore wrestling belt signed by Mick Foley. <laughs> but you didn't know that, did you? No. Let's pretend we didn't. Tell us. Do you wanna tell us? And this is of course a, this is an official wrestling belt, right? Oh a hundred percent. Hundred percent official replica. <laughs> Genuine art that I made myself when I was like I don't know, 10, 11. From the finest of materials. Yeah, school trousers, actually. <laughs> and my my thinking of that was, well, school trousers have got a waist, so it's basically a belt already. So I chopped the waist off and stuck it to the shape of the, of the wrestling belt that I cut out of the legs. Anyway, <laughs> this, this all started when me and you, Ricky, you probably remember... We went to see Mick Foley do stand-up in Cardiff. Yes. And photos of that came up the other day of you in a child's forklift truck because we were making fun of yep. your old job. Good times. It was a good show. It, I mean, it was funny, but it, I wouldn't say it was like standard stand-up. I would compare it more to like a Kevin Smith show where it's like he tells funny stories and, and stuff like that. Mm. Makes fun of Al Snow a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we we went there and we, we watched it. We got some photos afterwards. And then I was telling my mum, you know, like the next day or whatever. I was like, oh, we went to see Mick Foley. And she's like, oh, is that that wrestler? I was like, yep. And she goes, oh, you should have taken your belt. And I was like, what what belt? And she's like, oh, the, the one you made when you were a kid. <laughs> I was like, oh, that would have been amazing. <laughs> but, you know, obviously we didn't. But then later in the year, he was at the uh, Wales Comic Con in Wrexham. So we're like, we've got to go. We've got to go again. And I've got to take my belt. So we did. And I did take my belt. I, fe- I, I think my mum my still had it up in the attic or whatever. So I had, to, I had to get it. And I don't know if she sent it to me or we picked it up on the way. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we're there. And I always remember I was standing in this queue for Mick Fur. I mean, we had a table like, what, two tables down? Two, three? Three. So in between us and Mick Foley, there was... The Million Dollar yeah. Man and Tommy Dreamer. Both legends. They were great. <laughs> and then the other side of McFawley was Goldust. <laughs> so there were five legends in a row. Get it? Us as well? Yeah, nice. Yeah, us. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say, yeah. <laughs> I miscount. <laughs> but yeah, I always remember that I was I was in this queue and there was maybe like you know, three people in front of me, four people behind, and they all had these like, you know, two, three hundred pound proper replicas and they had signatures all over them from other wrestlers they'd met and i was just there with this like really just rough looking homemade thing that i you know it was (laughs) bits of old school trousers with cardboard and stuff like paper fastened to it and it was like falling apart and stuff and it's just great right (laughs) i get to him and he's like when he was signing everyone else's he was like you know, he, he was pleasant, but you could see on his face that he's just done this a million times. Oh, another belt signed, da da da. Yeah. Anyway, when I when I got to him and I said, it's nice to meet you, big fan, you know, my whole life. I would just like a photo of you with this belt. I made it when I was like 11. And his face just sort of like lit up. And he was like, whoa. <laughs> and he's like, he got it. He signed it. <laughs> you know, he threw it over his shoulder. He threw it up in the air. He was like... I made it, Mom! I made it! So like, I did it! And he was, like, genuinely happy. To me, I reckon that made his day. It was just cool. And then I've got this cool picture of him holding up my belt. Yeah, it was just, it was just great. One of my favourite things about that interaction as well was when the guy went to try and take money off you and the, like, little hand of, no, no. When when the guy wanted to oh like for the autograph and stuff yeah 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 wanted to charge you for the autograph and and Mick yeah, just yeah. went no that was pretty yeah. pretty cool as well that a moment 
And like, <laughs> but all four of those guys were pretty cool all day. Like, um, we got Goldust to um, pose with our comic book. Yep. And uh, it's one of our favorite interactions because <laughs> he's posing with it, flicking through it, and he just turns around to me and Adam and goes, What the f is this sh? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a mouthful of sandwich or something. Yeah. Great. And then because Mick had been so good with you, as he went past, we always have sweets on our table at a con. Yeah. And um, as he went past, I offered him the last couple of sweets. Yeah. And he said no. Goldust took some. I took the last couple, and then Tommy Dreamer grabbed the empty box, ripped it out of my hand, and stomp stomped on it yeah. as a proper heel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I went and took him sweets afterwards, he went, no, no, I was only joking. I said, I know, but I did, I wanted to offer you sweets. But And then we got a photo at the end of the day of the Million Dollar Man counting money as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was good. <laughs> so I think we've got a couple of topics we want to do today. Um, the first one is kind of like, is going to be spoilers. So if you haven't seen The Batman... Well, just be just before we get onto that, do you want to give an update on the convention? Okay, yeah. So because that's that's pretty soon. Yeah, so we are just about ten days out as we record this. Uh, ten or eleven days out as we record this. So the convention's so when... tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> By the time this is out. So the convention will be sometime tomorrow on the ninth uh, and tenth of um april we will have tickets available on the door but by the time this goes out online tickets will be closed um yeah if you're in the swansea area you will be able to pick up tickets either through um the gamers emporium or the comic shop and obviously on the door on the saturday or the sunday if you choose to come it's it's looking it's going to be our most attended event ever in all of the years that we've done it so make sure to come along. We've got some cracking guests lined up, like um, John Wagner and Stephanie Hans. Stephanie Hans, and and we've got some really good panels lined up this year. We've actually we haven't just gone, hey, put these guys together. We've come up with some topics. So yeah, um, you sh- should be able to find them all on scgc.org.uk. Um, but like as a taster, we've got um. We'll have Stephanie Hans, um, Sarah Grayley, um, Joel Glass. Glass talking about how they coped with being creative in lockdown. Um, yep. We've got Dylan Teague, Patrick Goddard, um, John, Wagner. John Wagner talking about... 2000 AD. 2000 AD. Yeah, that's the one. Um, um, and we got Howard Ingham who will be doing their um, talk that they do every year. And this year it's going to be... In on how to get ahead with uh, self-publishing. So there's some really good topics out there. We've even got one about creating games for the Game Boy without a background in coding. So we've got some (laughs) really cool talks going on. We've got some really good free stuff, free activities going on. Um, A lot of electronics, uh, a lot of gaming. We'll have a lot of uh, tabletop and uh, RPGing uh, on site as well. We'll have a lot of uh, photo opportunities too. It'll be good times. Yeah, so um, don't miss out. Come to Swansea, the Swansea's brand new arena on Saturday the 9th and Sunday the 10th of April. Nice. And if you say that the Justice League sent you, <laughs> we will let you kick Adam in the nuts. Fact. Not not me, <laughs> just some guy will find called Adam. Yeah, so don't wear, don't anyone wear a name tag called Adam. Or you're going to get Rochambeau. Because <laughs> you will not have a good day. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it's looking, it's coming up pretty good. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, I don't know what else we can say about it at the moment. Sounds great. So come along, make sure you're there, buy lots of stuff. Yes. Have a hell of a lot of fun. So, should we talk about the Batman? The Batman, yeah. yeah. Um, before we go on, we can always put in the um, in the subject, uh, the description, we can always mention uh, the timestamps for when to stop listening, should they want not to listen to spoilers anyway, so... Ugh, I guess I could. <laughs> you can tell that Adam doesn't edit the episodes. <laughs> No, I know, but, you know, just in case. Uh, yeah, we we can if 
Fair it's one of those things people prefer. Uh, yeah. So if people are listening to this, we're going to assume that they've seen Batman. Yep. The Batman. It, the it, Batman. Yeah. They might have seen Batman around. And like, yeah, we can. it's going to be like a month old by the time this comes out. Everywhere is already posting images of the Joker on, like, the Joker that aren't even in the movie, but it still gives away something from the movie, so... Yeah. You've told somebody that I know somebody's listening to this and has been waiting and like, what? What? You didn't tell me the spoilers were about to start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is going to be spoiler heavy from now on, so just a heads up. Okay. Clench your buttholes. So, uh, who wants to start? Not me. No, it was. I liked it. It was good. It was, uh, it was different. Yeah. I thought... I thought visually it was really satisfying. Mm. I think me and Ricky are probably in agreement. The third act was a little less necessary, but overall, visually, uh, from the opener especially, um, I think I think it didn't let up at all. I think the last act was a little bit more yeah standard, but the the visuals were just so good. Like I I didn't think about it before you just said it, but after you know they they find the riddler and stuff obviously you want to show the fallout from from his plan and stuff yeah but it just seemed it just seemed to keep go on and on after that exactly and like when we watched it i enjoyed it and it was only afterwards when i when i reflected on it and it's like they they didn't do anything to set up that like the the big set piece and Ricky's it really f- angry that the, the most of Gotham is below sea level for some reason. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't set up that it was Why so that is it the below sea, sea level. It doesn't make any sense. No, it's fine that it's below <laughs> sea level, but if you're going to make a big plot point of him blowing up the sea walls to flood the streets, they should have put something in at some point to go. Yeah, you know. Some of the money that should have been uh, that, like the Wayne Foundation was supposed to do, was to to uh, reinforce the seawalls. But that's that what, money's that's been diverted. That's what the should be really angry about. No, actually, that's why he was. What well, didn't bring that up? He was angry about that, but he didn't. He didn't want to mention it. Otherwise, his plan would fall apart. I know, but like somewhere, it should have been like a little bit of it, and like it just felt weird. Like. I still really like the movie. I I know I'm compla- gonna complain about yeah, this. Yeah, I was bit. gonna say for a person who really liked the movie. Yeah, up until so I was. I just, like, I just hate films that are set below sea level. No, no, not <laughs> it's not that. It just should have end. I I worse than the than the flooding without giving backstory of why it would flood so easy was that twenty minutes in a cemetery at the end. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I did love about that? Is it's the classic case of when you say goodbye to someone, and then keep walking in the same direction. Oh yes, yeah. Like yes. They, they did this whole. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're gonna go this way. I'm gonna go this way. I'm gonna stay in Gotham. You're gonna go to Bloodhaven, and then they just went in the same direction. <laughs> yeah, but, and, but they were like, so cool. They didn't want to make eye contact or anything. It was like he is. She's the lady for me. He is the man for me. And like, so like, it wasn't. Like, Again, it it looked nice, but it was just like, what did we need that? Yeah. And where did all the water go? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's not explained, of course, but Gotham is built on top of old Gotham, which is built on top of slightly less old Gotham, which is built on slightly. So the floodplains would have flooded, and the old Gotham would below sea, be below sea level if you read a comic book, Ricky. But no, it it wasn't actually explained that way. But you know, that's how that's how Gotham is normally described as. It's like cavernous. And he became Superman at the end, in that he became a symbol of. of hope for the city instead of the brooding vigilante. That that kind of didn't work for me. But like I say, like I'm gonna say that after he has his interview with the Riddler, on reflection, at the time when I was in the cinema, I didn't it didn't brush up against me as much as it did when I thought about it afterwards. But up until that point fantastic enjoyed the tone i loved the bit with the car mm. the penguin mm. was outstanding oh my god he was incredible yeah he scared his son apparently huh he scared his son apparently he was so uh so weird looking upset his son I, I couldn't believe it like when i was watching it and the the penguin was on and like there was no point at at any time that i was watching it and thought oh yeah that's colin Farrell. 
Because yeah, like nothing, yeah. nothing of him slipped out at all. No, like usually when someone's heavily in prosthetics, you can you can kind of see it, like in their eyes or you know the way they, maybe not the way they speak, but there'll be there'll be something, there'll be a pattern. But there was absolutely yeah. nothing about him. The prosthetics mm. were the makeup and prosthetics were incredible. His voice didn't sound anything like him. It was. It was incredible, man. Mm, mm. John Turturro, even... I wasn't expecting him to be in there, yeah. to be fair. I don't, didn't see that he was in there. And apart from, like, leaning over to joke with Kieran at first, or going, don't f*** with the Jesus. <laughs> it, it, he was weirdly menacing without being over the top or anything. Yeah. That Quietly was, was menacing. I, I was a little... I like Turturro, because he... He um he's a flexible actor, but I was a little disappointed at first, at least, because I see Falcone as a big. Nobody's done him right yet, you know. Well, I say that Totoro did him to him right. I thought nobody did him right until Totoro starts being, um, as you said, like quietly menacing, like professionally menacing. He knows how to get what he wants and threaten people without being traditionally vicious. Although he can obviously turn on a dime because that's obviously his character as well. But um. I was relieved that the big twist, spoiler territory coming up, uh, that that the Riddler didn't know Bruce was Batman because it built it up for so long. I thought they can't, you know, they can't, can't do that. I didn't mind the fact they went with the Earth One Martha. So instead of being the normal Kane family, she's the Martha Arkham, which is, you know, from the Earth One series. I didn't mind they went with that one instead, but when he starts seeing, when he starts suggesting that the Riddler knew his family and that he was all built up for that, sorry, that he knew was Batman, I was like, oh no, I can't, I, I, this would ruin the film for me. Obviously, it was all a rug pull anyway, but um, so I guess maybe that's allowed me to f- forgive the third act. Again, it's not a bad third act; it's just it didn't fit with the film. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's the elation that allows you to run with the last bit of standard superheroism then by the fact that you've got uh, because you've got the the victory over the villain and keeping his his secret intact you feel relieved that you know that you you didn't get him unmasked in the first film and i kind of i think it just made me happy to just carry on with the rest of the film the action sequence in the last bit of the film that uh and still some of the shots were fantastic like that overhead shot that was in the trailers where he's wading through the water with a flare they always go on about Beacon Hope and, you know, things like that, The Dark Knight. I, I didn't really like the fact that he was already out there in year two, you know, that people could see him. But it, it happens in the comic books all the time, you know. There's there's years go by where everyone knows who the Batman is. He's no longer a myth. He's a man in a suit. And then they obviously retcon things. And then again, nobody knows who he is. He's always a shadow in the darkness. Yeah, but do you did you really want to sit through another origin story? No. No, and that's what, like, the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies had going for them, even though they did sneak in an origin in, in the newest, newest one. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't, want, I don't need to see the origin, especially after how badly the Snyderverse version of the origin went in the end. Yes. So, like, I don't need to see an origin. I, I like that he was a, um year two, because, hmm. like, it gives him scope to mess up like you could tell that that was the first time he jumped off a building i wish they hadn't gone for such a hard landing because he definitely died at that point <laughs> the rest of the film was his uh was his dying gasp wasn't it? it's just his life flashing past his eyes i get what he was doing what they were doing they were showing like he's not good at the job yet but that was too hard a hit <laughs> i don't know i mean I... he did take an automatic machine gun, you know, straight on at some point. So he's clearly yeah. <laughs> got some solid armor. I I did really like that. I I I liked him as Batman. I thought his Bruce Wayne was terrible. Yeah, it was very tepid, wasn't it? <laughs> mm. okay. And I also thought Andy Circus just played Andy Circus. No, he he, he played Alfred. Did he? Oh right, okay. <laughs> Who played Andy Circus in the film then? I'm sure I saw Andy Circus. No, um, Circus just felt like to me like he was playing Ulysses Claw, but without the uh, South African accent. The I, I liked accent. him. Oh, no, I did. Like the like the Earth One Alfred. Yeah. yeah. He, you know, he's helping him with rather than just as he comes in with the he brings him lobs the thermidor. He's helping him by looking up the ciphers and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah. 
he feels like a partner in it rather than just the help. Yeah, I think um I think they said that I mean obviously Long Halloween year one, and some of the Earth one stuff was definitely tapped into. I can't whatever uh, what else um, Reeve said he had used as well, but um uh, I know that uh, Patterson re- uh, researched the role. Began, apparently became quite a uh, quite the Bat fan, which is uh, is always good. Better than sometimes when I think it was uh, Kate Mara when she was researching uh, Sue Storm for that not fantastic four film. Uh, she said, "Which book should I read?" And they went, "Oh, we're not going with any of that." So you know, even though um, they clearly were inspired by the Ultimate Fantastic yes. Four, yeah. which would which would be cool if knowing when the Fantastic Four come to um come to Marvel uh, the MCU, yeah, is if they bring in. Uh, Miles Teller as mm. the maker. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. It'd be different. No one would be expecting it. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, the the action sequence of the car was fantastic, though. I mean, you know, I'm not saying it's in online with the truck in Mad Max, where you, there's bits where you believe the vehicle's breathing itself and things like that. But that truck, uh, that uh, that muscle car was really gnarly. I mean, it was just it was vicious. That chase sequence was so cool. Yeah, uh, I I really liked liked that. Um, and then the only other issue I had was I didn't need a Joker. I hundred percent didn't need a Joker. Mm, we didn't get see, a Joker. I liked the scene at the end because you don't even get a clear look at him. So it's it it didn't feel like this is our Batman movie. Oh, and here's the Joker that everyone knows and loves because it, it was. I mean, we all know it was the Joker, but it could have been just any crazy person. In the there's deleted scenes. That I know there's way. a deleted scene, yeah, I, and yeah. I'm kind of happy that that wasn't in it. I'm happy that that wasn't in it. It was terrible. Um, the prosthetics were awful. Um, um, I'm happy that that wasn't in it. I didn't need a Joker. I I don't want a Joker in the next movie. I want something that we haven't seen. Someone we haven't seen. I want like hush us. Or someone like someone like Zaz would be really good against this Batman. Yeah. If you're gonna keep him grounded at uh, ground level. Zaz would be interesting because he's uh, it's another psychological. He's another monster, isn't he? Um, he's not just the. Uh, he's not even just your standard psychological villain. He's um, he's physical, um, and he's vicious and he's duplicitous as well. Um, and you can't trust him. So he'd be an interesting one. I like the fact that they. They mixed up a few uh, characters there. I almost have thought at one point that Riddler was going to reveal himself to be an Elliot as well. Maybe not Tommy Elliot, but maybe another Elliot, um, which would make. I him was Hush fully well, expecting. Uh, when when they hinted towards Hush, I was expecting that the Joker was giving him up himself up as part of the plan, like in Hush. You said the Joker. Ah, uh, the Riddler. You didn't want a Joker in this film, Ricky. I know. Uh, the Riddler was giving himself up, like, in Hush. Yeah. And then they just went with big action set piece that doesn't fit with a movie. <laughs> Who would you like to see in the next film, then? I like, I, um, Hugo Strange would be cool. Zaz. Um, I want I, weird... I'd, I'd like to see, like, he's created a power vacuum that's got to be filled. So maybe some, um, maybe... Maxi Zeus, Black Mask, mm. more Penguin to like they try it like he's create between half the city's underwater and he's taken out the head of the um of the crime syndicates it that controls Gotham. There's a power vacuum, so like mm. I would like to see something about like about that. I want people that we haven't seen before. Like I wouldn't mind having like some throwaway like villains that just show up for an easter egg like maybe ventriloquist and scarface as a stupid people like he thinks he's a he's a gangster so like he's trying to pitch in to try and steal like a piece of the crime crime pie in gotham so yeah i just i just want them to go keep with this dark gritty realistic feel and keep away from the guys that we've already seen so yeah i don't need to see bane i don't need to see Joker, I I could live with Raish, um, but like I don't want to see any of the more larger than life villains yet. I could see I could see uh, somebody like Mister Freeze turning up. Um, really? Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I called it with I called it with Bane previously with the with the last Dark Knight film. I said they were gonna do Bane. I knew they'd have to do Bane, and they did. And although you know now the character's kind of fallen by the wayside because it's it's done and dusted. It's a bit old hat. I thought oh, well, we all thought Tom Hardy nailed that character, and I think they could do something similar with Mister Freeze. Maybe give some big, simple throwaway commentary about the fact that he has to he has a lower temperature. See, the thing with Mister Freeze. Is that I think he's too, just ever so slightly on the side of unrealistic. Oh well, yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, within reason. Like this Batman film is very, again, within reason, grounded in reality. Mm. And people like Mister Freeze and you know, Killer Croc and and people like them. It's like, well, it's not so believable. Yeah, well, yeah, Croc especially. Like, what, like one thing I've always loved about Batman villains, like, I, like I love, I love all the the crazy characters of like Spider Man villains, and they're all like, you know, just ridiculous. But like the Batman ones, they're all mainly just like you know crime lords and gangsters and actual criminals, you know, things that you could do justice with in a in a believable way. Because I I was talking to someone at work and they and they were saying oh. There's a lot of theories that the next one will be Mr. Freeze. And I was like, oh, mm. what makes you think that? He said, oh, well, it finished with Gotham, half of it being underwater, and Mr. Freeze can, like, freeze it and then, like, thrive in, in that. And I was like, well, that doesn't really make sense. If it's underwater, then surely, you know, King Shark or Killer Croc, yeah. they, would th- they would thrive more. Yeah. And, he, and he was just like, oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll really throw an, uh, a curveball. Maybe it'll be um, as some people have done previously. I can't think uh, like well, like the Vulture, um, the way they they made um, uh, Tombs work so well with Michael Keaton. You know, making yeah. him such a believable character. Maybe they can do something like that. I was thinking Ratcatcher then, but she's well, Ratcatcher too has already been in uh, Suicide Squad. So yeah, but again, the thing with the thing with Vulture in the in the MCU is that they're using alien tech. Mm. So that aspect has already been introduced, whereas it hasn't in this in this Batman. Yeah. Oh no, I meant um, the way they for, made for him freeze, so believable at the beginning. It's yeah. I don't really have any other. I don't. I mean, I'm just keen to see where they go with it. Really. I mean, I I would be a little bit disappointed if they just did gangsters again. But um, you're right. I don't want anything too. I could see Mister Freeze being, you know, like that. Uh, we were talking about that suit, that sort of suit, uh, the proto wingsuit thing. I can imagine something like that, where it's not. I'm not talking like shiny metal or anything like that. Maybe something that keeps his body temperature different. All like um, pieced together. Yeah, sort of thing. Um, yeah. But uh, no, there'd be. I mean, uh, that that serum that he shoots into himself looked. Uh, people were always like, "Oh, it looks like." Uh, people were commenting online saying it looked like venom. Obviously, it wouldn't shouldn't be venom. No. Um, as uh, otherwise, it kind of precedes uh, any Bane stuff. But a character like Bane, perhaps somebody who is tougher and stronger. I'm trying to think. I mean, there are. There, you know, when you when you're on the spot and you think, oh. You know who who could it be? And there's probably dozens of characters that would just fit so perfectly in. Condiment Cl- King, yeah, Crazy yeah. Quilt, Clock Calendar King. Man, Calendar Man. Oh, Professor Pig. Pig would be great. <laughs> the Flamingo would be another great one as well. The flamingo, the flamingo would be good. I could imagine him fit because I mean it's got that kind of 80s vibe as well. So you'd have that almost uh, <laughs> Prince Purple Rain vibe, and he would just fit in so well in that he looks flash like a pimp in the New York, I know it's Gotham, but like in the New York City streets, and he's obviously got this macabre, darker side and, you know uh, it'd just be like with the Penguin and the rest of the uh, the goons It's he may wear a different type of outfit it may be more flashy and more camp but he's this, you can see right through it but he still plays it up like he's some sort of, you know, Lothario so maybe the um, the Flamingo. Is no one going to suggest Deathstroke? I, I did think because like I was gonna, jo- I joked to Kieran that um it should be some like one of the vill- one of the if it's a crime war, they should have one of the villain, one of the crime bosses have the electrocutioner as the the yes. main guy. Yes, <laughs> do a nod to the Arkham series. That'd be great. Yeah, um, Deathstroke would be cool, but again, he's kind of been between um Arrow. Yeah. Titans. And the Snyderverse, he's kind of oversaturated at the moment. 
I yeah. guess. Plus, as as much as I would love Deathstroke, he he's he doesn't seem like he could be the main villain in an entire film. No. Maybe he could be the Bane, though, you know, where you think he's the main villain. It actually turns out that, of course, he's pulling the strings. You find out, you would know he's being pulled, the strings would be pulled by somebody else because obviously he's usually a, a merc for hire. A big one to throw in there, with if they go in with No Man's Land and stuff, could be um, Lex buying up all the land. Oh, yes. Yeah. We would have to recast Lex Luthor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we don't. Michael Sewer. <laughs> don't don't tempt I'd me. Go, don't tempt I'd go. I'd go older again. I'd go with like an older businessman that, you know, John Ham. Prob- John Ham. Did you say? John Ham. Shave his head, but give. John Ham should like. always be Batman. He's not though. He should. But, um. <laughs> but like, yes, yeah, like a Lex, uh, Lex, and then you could have him playing both sides. That he's the big guy, or new billionaire in town fixing Gotham City but also controlling like the criminal underworld the, as well. The only problem with the with Lex Luthor is people would clamor then for, uh, for a crossover yeah and Superman and all that would be nice it's too soon and I much prefer DC of all over um, their idea of the extended universe constantly um, and yeah, they just they'd rush through things again. They try and make a, another dark Superman, or the opposite. They go in the other direction, and the universes wouldn't be able to blend together properly. Optimal. I was gonna say Maxwell Lord again, but again, that's Wonder Woman. He's already kind of appeared in the eighty. It was eighty four, right? Yeah. Yeah, couldn't remember. I haven't seen it yet. Don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it yet either. Don't bother. Uh, I was gonna say Tom Cruise could be a good Lex Luthor. Just, I'm looking at my movie collection. I've got collateral on the bookshelf, and I was like, "Ah, oh, Tom Cruise, grey hair." Yeah, but surely he wouldn't have any hair. Well, he'd have. Yeah, I'm just looking at him there. He looks a bit more grizzled. I'm just thinking that'd be pretty cool. He'd have hair, and then somebody punch him, and his wig would fly off. <laughs> I don't think he would do it, but someone like Jonah Hill would be good as well. I think. I think he could pull as... that off. Really? As Lex. Yeah. Yeah. Just to go different. Yeah, um, super different. I mean, and, people thought was the name Zuckerberg was different. <laughs> he, he is yeah, different. But, <laughs> like, if you look at like the stuff that he's been doing outside of comedy, I reckon he could pull it off and yeah. give you another yeah, a different I think take on it. He'd be an unbearably likable character. You'd be like, oh, but he's going to be the bad guy because he's Lex Luthor. You know, he'd be very personable, but very friendly. And then he'd turn on a dime. Yeah. Kind of like Falcone, but instead of starting off seedy, but but un, un, almost unbelievable. Like you wouldn't, you couldn't think that he could be vicious and then turn vicious. It'd be nice and then turns nasty. Like I, I, I do think that like Strange could work as well. Yeah. And he could uh, like in conjunction with someone like Zaz, and he could fuck with Batman's head to the point where Batman thinks. That he's the serial killer out there and all of that nonsense and get really mm. psychological with it. Yeah, just do a twist well, maybe, and take on yeah, maybe you could, uh, strange. play on the fact that people always ask the question of whether, same with Spider-Man, whether he created the villains by being the character he is or whether they were bound to be there because that's just the city itself draws the people in. So maybe Strange could make him doubt himself and then just chip away. Until uh, you know he thinks he has him under his uh, under his spell. Like I know I was really critical of it at the beginning, but I do really like the groundwork they've put in for where they could take this version of Batman and mm. and Gotham a lot more than I did with like I really liked Ben Affleck as Batman, but I just couldn't buy into that the, rest the of way the sh- that yeah the the surrounding of it. Like, he was using guns, he was blowing people up and throwing them off planes and as if he was Harrison Ford and stuff like that. So, like, I just couldn't get past... Like, I really liked Ben Affleck. I thought he'd done a really good Bruce Wayne. He pulls off suave. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Yeah. He was a stupid Bruce Wayne, though. He was He was You're physically... a stupid Bruce Wayne. Hmm? I'm a stupid. Person. I said you're a stupid piece, Wayne. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, as he was the worst detective ever. He just put something up on a shelf, uh, up on that wall, 
as he's going down the stairs. And if you start at the top of the stairs, you go, oh, what's that on the t- on that little that little uh, shelf there? I'm going to pick that up. And that's what Wonder <laughs> Woman ex- did exactly. Mm-hmm. As Bruce Wayne himself, without the calculating detective, yeah, he was cool. But that was yeah, it. that Batman was missing a lot of what makes Batman Batman. But he looked cool. Yeah. He, he, the fighting was pretty cool. As Bruce Wayne, not as a detective or anything, he he pulled it off really well. And I mm. I would have liked to have seen like I don't think he would have worked because I think the Batman needed the Batman needed to be younger. Like originally he was linked to this project, wasn't he? Yeah. And then Yeah. Like I just can't see him working in it. Even though I really liked his his Batman. He mm. would like they wouldn't have been able to set a year two. No, because no. Ben Affleck's like fifty. The problem with uh, with Ben Affleck's Batman is he's simply an idea of a Batman, just a macho image of a character. And that's the problem with Snyder's characters; they are just basically very pay, uh, very simplistic archetypes, aren't they? I mean, he wants the guy who can just break bones, and you don't think about it. You don't think that he's killed somebody. You just thought it's he's justice. You know, he's the American way. <laughs> And that's that's the problem. I mean, he physically looks cool. The costume looked fucking gnarly. That bit, you know, in the bit in the basement with I think it was the Justice League, and uh, not Justice League with Batman vs Superman. Um, the bit where he's on the ceiling and he runs across the wall. I was like, didn't I didn't care that it was completely out of context. It was just like, yeah, you know, because that that would be almost like the the police officer's report. Oh, and then you run across the wall, you know. The fact he was branding people though, that was messed up. But anyway, let's not go in. Let's not go into that. Yeah, I just remember that. That really made me angry. But like, but like, I liked that take on. I liked him as Batman, but I don't see how he would have fitted in this version. No. So, thank goodness. So like, I am actually more excited for where this can go than I ever mm. was of anything in the Snyderverse. Yes. So, um, yeah, that's that's my take on it. Anyway. Apparently, uh, Farrell's getting a TV series of his own as well, which I don't know how it's going to work, but we'll see. So, everyone liked the Batman. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I got. I got to say the um, the opening sequence was great as mm. well. The, you know, they've got the bat signal, and then the mm. the police helicopters are shining spotlights, and you see criminals, and they see the bat signal, and they're like, "Oh, I better stop being a criminal," and then they run off. <laughs> I just think it was really. It was really. Nice sequence, and then it ends yeah. with the that subway fight. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It was, it was a really good intro to this Batman, even though, like, and, and this could be down to he's still new to being Batman. But the way in that subway fight, just an L, L and it goes quiet, and you just yeah, you just hear him stomping along, <laughs> and they're like, what? Like he's supposed to be, be stealthy. He's supposed to be the darkness, you know, stealthy, and he just nah. Just stomping in, but it was such a great entrance as well. Yes, just stepping out of the shadow. I, and, I like the whole sequence. I keep the shit out, you know. I think that's exactly what he said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you need to thing. watch it with the Danish subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a big thing, but like as good as that scene was, the fact that they cast the guy who plays Tim Drake in yeah, Titans, very distracting. Was mm. very distracting, especially because he was only half faced. So you could see that he was supposed to be like the one on the cusp of he could go dark, he could go light. And it's yeah. like, are they giving him a Robin? Are they having Tim Drake as his as his Robin? And I, yeah. and then it like it threw me a little bit. Of course, an actor can appear in two things, but two Batman things. <laughs> yeah, I know what yeah. you mean. No, I thought that the the opening sequence. For me, it was. I mean, that's that will you know that will make or break a film for you. Sometimes there's a good opening sequence. I think thought that I agree. I thought that drew me in straight away. Uh, even that people were like, oh, the narrative. I thought actually him narrating the film at the beginning, especially, was uh, was was brilliant. But yeah, that that sequence was just uh, was just really good. Uh, um, I didn't mind the narrative. It made sense. Mm. Better than the Blade Runner one. Yeah. Whole lot. So yeah, Batman, the Batman. I give it four and a half bats out of five. <laughs> I give it three and a half out of five. Wow. Ricky hates. That's Batman. seven out of ten. It's not. It's a third but... off for the final third. Why didn't you give it seven <laughs> out of ten then, Ricky? 
Okay, I'll give it 7 out of 10. Wow, Bat- Ricky hates Batman again. Just with more numbers. <laughs> I would say it was a perfect movie. 7 out of 5. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you tell me I can't do maths. If, <laughs> if you add up all of our numbers, it gets a, a rated fresh on um, just the sleek tomatoes. <laughs> It's the fresh, it's the fresh fruit on the top of a shit pile. Are we done with Batman? Yeah, we are. Uh, the question, uh, gotta find the question again. If you want to tease us and throw it out, just tell us roughly what it is, and then we can. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. It's not really one that we could get our teeth into. It's basically a yes, no, I think. Oh, hang on. We might have got one on. <laughs> We've answered the other one. We've had another question come in. Right. <laughs> it's from Lawrence. Um, it's basically... It, his question was, seen the Batman, your thoughts, and if so, where would you go with the sequels? So we've kind of answered that. That <laughs> yeah. was that was the last 50 minutes, Lawrence. So. Uh, sequels, there should only be one film and then he should die. Just like two and done, as they say. How would he die? Um, How would you have the Batman die? Chainsaw. Accidental accidental chainsaw fight. Accidental self-decapitation. Yeah. yeah. I am the Batman <laughs> and I wield the knights and chainsaws. Okay, so the other question we've got is off Chris. And his question is, do you have any future plans for the Justice League? Different content, guests on the show, vlogs, or anything? I thought you meant like the Justice Justice League then. I was like, we we got we got pull on that now. <laughs> yes, we're gonna yeah. get you on, Chris. I don't know what we can say for that. Um, obviously we've we're recording. We've uh, recorded more episodes of this now than we we ever did of our old podcast. Um, at the moment we get it, like schedule and makes it difficult. I think originally we aimed for two a month, and now we're down to. One every quarter. <laughs> we're trying our best. We're we're all grown ass adults with jobs, mostly. <laughs> yeah. So um. I guess with the, with the con out of the way, with with Tranta settled um in his new house when he finally gets the shelves up, um maybe maybe you know after well as we get into summer maybe we'll get more done. I'd like to see more merchandise. You know, obviously not anything that's going to cost us anything to make. Mm, free merchandise, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. I like your business plan, Adam. <laughs> Boom. No, you know, uh, you know, like we've had in in other when we've had other uh, hats on previously. You know, we've uh, well, I forget what the website was called. You get T-shirts printed, and uh, when you know, when with the SEC with the Comics Collective, you get T-shirts printed and things like that. It just costs obviously time to design the things, and then obviously you can buy stuff online. The, yeah, the, there's no like solid plans, but like you say, we're gonna we're gonna keep recording because yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Um, but also, like you say, with the with the con around the corner, when that's done, you guys have a lot more free time. And previously, you've been doing some streaming with the SCGC. Mm-hmm. But also, we did a couple of the live builds. Yeah, so we did like the you know the live builds and stuff. And that seemed to go down really well. Yeah, that was that was fun to do. I wouldn't mind doing some more of that. I'd like to do our Lego race. Where we all a have Lego same, race. Yeah, we we all have the. <laughs> just, I know when you, your brain goes in a different direction to the one you want it to. I was going to say, just the sensible thing of where we all open a box of the same. We all have a box of the same Lego set, each, yeah. and we all build things as quickly as we can, while chatting. Okay. But so... then I thought, what about an ass race over Lego? <laughs> <laughs> That's the title of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so what so like like a dog on a carpet yeah but across, across uh, a strip of lego with all the random pieces that get left over you you realize that is how the batman dies that's how the batman <laughs> dies yeah this is how justice and liberty dies with a ass race over lego <laughs> he died the way he lived <laughs> um, but like, if you just did a race of Lego, I could tell you we'd ban Kieran, of course, or we'd have to. Put, <laughs> I was going to uh, say we'd put, we'd put could... oven mitts on him. <laughs> so what you want to do is watch 
Kieran and Tranta race to actually see which one of them builds faster. <laughs> and then we know that I'm going to finish last. So, yeah. You, you, you think you're pretty far ahead and then you realise you put something on the wrong way. Like, ah! or, or there's a coloured one that I've put in yeah. the wrong place and stuff like that. But like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, do you have to finish it or do you have to finish it correctly? Because I think well, that's what's yeah. going to get Ricky. <laughs> I finished the house. Uh, Ricky was a sports car. <laughs> I I wondered why you had a Ferrari door. Yeah, <laughs> that's the damn house in the west. Gal doors on the front and back of the house. <laughs> this will go from north to residential in sixty seconds. Like I'm gonna do some more streaming actually on the Justice League Twitch as well when I get a chance after the con. I probably. I'm going to do some more streaming on the SCGC Twitch as well. But Got to finish that Pokemon game off before um, they release another 10. Well, they've already released another one. That I've got to finish the last one before I can fin- start the next <laughs> the one that's just been released. And then describe there's a new one coming out soon. It's, tr- describe it's just the continuity of Pokemon play- uh, game gaming without describing it properly. Yeah. No, uh, well, Arceus or Arceus, whatever it's called. Don't get Arceus with me. Ah, oh, that should be in the name of the, the episode. Um, that one's not... You don't have to finish that one. I haven't started that one. I haven't even bought that one yet, Adam. You're not even on the first step yet. Well, you know what, Chris? What do you want us to do? Yeah, Chris, what do you want us to do? Sit there Well, I mean, I didn't kitchen. mean it to sound like that. I don't know. <laughs> but I read between the lines. I, knew, I, I got you back, man. I got you back. But um, when what it comes What would you to... want from us? When it comes to guests, we can do guests. It's like yeah. we had we had Leon, but it's just that thing of who would we want to get on? What what kind of guests? You know, we've we've done it with um, the SCGC where we've reached out to people and people will. I don't know with the world opening back up, maybe people won't have as much time to go. Yeah, I'll come and chat to you from my house for a for half hour or whatever, but. You know what you, you know what you could do is if you if I know you guys are going to be busy at the con but if you can get a couple of questions to some of the guests mm-hmm. then you know a couple uh recorded questions then we can feed them into this as well. Well, I can do that. I can probably get someone to say this is Neil from the Young Ones. Um listen to the Justice yeah. League. What did we do last the last one? And and I would never listen to SEC. Yeah. Got to think of a new one. I would definitely listen to Justice League. I would definitely <laughs> listen to the world's okayest podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely listen to three middle-aged men and the early 20s sidekick ramble about geek culture. <laughs> <laughs> Right up my street. Uh, um, but yeah, we that that's it. We will be doing more. Um, we need more engagement from people as well. That's the other thing. More engagement means that we can create more content because at the moment, like we've said, we're pretty busy. So we're not generating the stories we used to make. Like when we used to actually do things like go to conventions every week. And I thought burning my asshole on the cup of tea was pretty interesting. <laughs> story. Oh, that that will never get old. <laughs> And like my butthole, which is now like twenty years old. That that story, Adam, yeah. is now my ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because it changed my ringtone. <laughs> Excellent. So, um, I'm running out of recording room. So, with that, I'm gonna say. That has been episode 18 of the Justice League podcast. Adam's Adam's ring is so swollen. His head now looks like the Jupiter Saturn. Which one's got rings? Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> Ricky runs out of recording space. The end. Yeah, Adam's ring, Adam's ring is so swollen. His head now looks like Saturn. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about people talking about my ring. It's funny when I do it, but I don't want Ricky doing it. It feels weird. It's like a it's like a um a betrayal of trust. <laughs> Ricky, leave Adam's ring alone. <laughs> I have no Adam head jokes or Adam's ring jokes. 
unfortunately. So I'll just say adieu. Got any, uh, do you want to add some tags? Oh, yes. You can find us on the Instagrams and the Facebooks and the Twitters. On all of these lovely places. Wherever you, wherever you most listen to podcasts, we'll be there. <laughs> Whenever a bored child has nothing to listen to, we'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> the Tijum swear words. Okay, so that has been episode 18 of the Justice League podcast. You can find us on Facebook, the Justice League podcast. You can find us on Instagram, at Justice League Po, our podcast. Po. And on Twitter, at Justice League Po. Hello, we don't really do Twitter, because Adam doesn't do his job right. Yeah, (laughs) I don't like social media. (laughs) And we will see you at Swansea Arena, Swansea Comic and Gaming Convention. 2022. April 9th and 10th. Yes. Bam. Tomorrow. Yes. And just in case it gets delayed, we will see you next year at (laughs) Swansea Comic and Gaming Convention 2023. (laughs) Sounds about right. I'm back. (laughs) This time in pog form. Oh, yeah. Just us League Pogs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's what we're going to (laughs) do. Oh, I had a Pog maker when I was a kid. So did I. There's a pity I... Do you know the first Pog I made? Was it boob? Was it a butt? A boob or a butt? It was a boob. Yeah, there we go. Adam's head is so (laughs) big, it can't be Pogged. That's probably true, actually. If anything, it would be the Slammer. Yeah, I was going to say, we used to call them keenies, and I can imagine the size of the keenie that would need to knock my head off of a stack of pogs. <laughs> Adam's head is so big that if it was a pog or a slammer, it would be a manhole cover. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make any manhole jokes, Adam. I was trying not to. I know it was coming. <laughs> Don't make any coming jokes, Adam. <laughs> I know there were manholes. 